the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Good day, everybody, and welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com. Mike Gennetti, lots of stuff to get to, NFL, NHL, but want to remind you that this SpotTrack podcast is presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with the knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more. Visit morganstanley.com slash G-S-E, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. NFL news, Paul Peck. Sure, why not? This is uh, is probably the biggest NFL month. Probably the biggest NFL month, honestly. They're all big. It's crazy. What's crazy (laughs) about our world. Super Bowl, come on. No, I say what's crazy. Yeah, but what's crazy about our world now is draft month with fan bases of all 32 teams totally engaged might be bigger than any point during the regular season and the Super Bowl when there's only two teams that are there. Well, I the, the draft is big. They've made they've made the draft which used to be one day where Paul and I would sit out there at the Tuesday. The it was on a well even go back even further when it was sure. a Tuesday morning. I didn't, My mother would not let me ho- stay home from school once when I was in high school. Very I don't go upset with her. I don't go back that far. <laughs> I just you know having a mic issue there i go back uh, to where it was all in one day yes and i love that day i actually love working that day it was great i'd be on the radio all day long just going over and it was just awesome because everybody's good for what now i mean this this thing is odysseus and the you know <laughs> just uh, the the journey that it takes to yes. get from first round thursday to final round what they on Sunday, right? They've well, no, they signed the free agents on Sunday. Yeah, but. P- Peter King hinted in his no. column on Monday that they should move it up to give teams more. You know that, that that there's too much preparation time, and they should give the players more time with their teams. But he also said this is that they love the hype and they love the buildup, and they'll never change it to limit the amount of buildup that there is. Too much money to make. Mike. Two points. Number one, video killed the radio star. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and is it too long? Yes, it three is days about a is month too, too long. But no, well, no, not the to, draft. Oh, yes, draft. seven uh, rounds. Well, not no, seven rounds. Se- yeah, seven rounds right. isn't too but, long. But for this day's game, is is seven rounds no, too many? I think seven rounds is fine. The fact that they stretch it out over three days is not fine. Okay. To me, that's. I mean, you can get this done in two days. You could get it done, and they used to get it done, and they used to get twelve rounds done in one day. Well, sure, it's become a TV show, like everything else has now. So, so the first round is worthy of its own TV show, and then you can stretch out the second and third, and then you know the numbers obviously plummet on Saturday when people aren't quite as engaged in rounds right. four through seven. And let's be honest, outside the first round, most fans aren't really into it too much the, you know to mike's point the nba has gone to two rounds yeah i think they used to be like seven i don't know it used to be a lot and they've gone to two rounds they do it all in one night mm-hmm. the nba i mean if you want to model something after how things are done to me the nba uh does things uh, excellent they and major league baseball mm-hmm. both of them frankly i think they're um and then the nfl's third in my opinion, and the NHL's a distant fourth. I'm talking about the major leagues of of how they operate things and events that they put on. Now, each one has individual events that are good, but I'm just saying overall, the NBA gets it. They know how to do a TV show. They they took over uh, a holiday in America. They took over Christmas. 
right? The yeah. NBA oh, is God, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, yes. it, They've done that. They do their draft extremely well. They're All-Star Week and still relevant, in my opinion, yeah. when the NHLs and, NB- and NFLs are not anymore. Well, it's a superstar league, and that's just... Yeah, but they know how to market their stars better, I think it's the too. only one that still exists. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's a few sprinkled in superstars in the NFL where if they get hurt, like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, everybody's season kind of stinks, just from a fan perspective. Sure. Like, like you want those guys active. But let me get back to the draft here. Do the players want seven rounds? No. If you're drafted in the sixth round, you don't want to be drafted at all, right? You want the right to sell yourself to the highest bidder as an undrafted free agent. That's right. You can make more money as a free agent, correct? Uh, No. No, you're generally your signing bonuses and your minimum salaries as an undrafted free agent are going to be much less. But I you can negotiate f- to more. But I thought your freedom it comes sooner. Uh, oh yeah, you get it's a three year deal. It's right. a max three year on, on the undrafted. Right. So you're but not in getting turn, a four year. But in turn, you don't quite have as much of an investment from the team. You won't get in that you. signing. Bonus. You know that yeah. sixth rounder, right. if he's even with an undrafted free yeah. agent, is going to make it because there's reputations on the line. Sure. There's 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 we made an investment in this. Plus, guy. it's cool to be drafted. Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. that still exists from a player standpoint. Sure. But we're look at all these leagues are shifting to be player centric. All of them, and to me, that just seems like the next step for the NFL. That. You know, players and agents are going to say, "No, no, we got, we don't even want these rounds." I'm telling my guys to get out of there. We're, you know, we're not accepting sixth round, seventh round picks. We want to go and pick, you know, the 49ers. I think you could do five rounds and be fine. Me too. Because let's be honest with you, beyond the fifth round, the, the likelihood of those guys making teams is still is probably less than twenty five. I just wonder because because after that, you're talking about like a forty thousand dollar bonus, which is a lot of money for a college kid who's sure. been making nothing. Um, but I wonder. How many of those kids would turn down the forty grand to be able to get, you know, a five thousand dollars signing bonus? Any team they want, right? Well, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what the percentage of players would be. Boy, that's an interesting question. It is because we all know how the game gets played. Is that sometimes, like Mike said, sometimes being drafted by a team if you're a defensive end that has a bunch of defensive ends is worse than not being drafted and going to a team that doesn't have any established starters at the position. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's that's where those kind of things come into well, play. I can I, I'm going to wager that the Dallas Cowboys, whenever yeah. they get to pick yeah. this year, are not going to select a defensive end. No, I think cornerback. By the way, I've been doing my research. Okay. <laughs> But that was my segue. I, I get DeMar- it. I got it. I put, I put a nail right in that coffin, man. Demarcus Lawrence. All right. So there's some NFL news here. Demarcus Lawrence, five years, $105 million. Um, interesting that $45 million, this is guaranteed now, Mike. Is, is this a good deal, for a better deal for the Cowboys or for Demarcus Lawrence? Yeah. Um, it's It swings more towards... Dallas, in my opinion, like I said, I, I, I've spoken to this before a little bit. Forty-eight million guaranteed now, sixty-five guaranteed over three years. Those are great numbers. They're, they slot in just under Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. So if that's the kind of player you think he is, then this is perfect, right? This was the this was the guy, right? This was the the number one guy. If he was going to go to the free agency market, this was going to be the big the big swinger, the big guy that could cash in this year. So it's not that. This is a this is a truncated version of that massive free agent deal which is probably right that's what the franchise tag is for this is exactly what it's for by the way this is the perfect example of we're not letting you walk we want you here we're going to get a contract done it's not going to be the gaudy free agent contract because we're, we're, you're still ours right this is an extension so 
all those numbers kind of lead to that, which is good. That process should still be in place. It's being abused a little bit elsewhere. There's another element to that uh, that was pointed out, and I hope I've got this right because I want to give him credit, but I believe it was Albert, uh, Albert Breer's story on SI.com where he broke down the negotiations a little bit, yeah. and he related the fact that the agent David Cantor, in the midst of this conference call with the Cowboys, texted Lawrence, and basically as things weren't going well, basically texted him Lawrence to say, then trade me. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence didn't do it, wouldn't do it. And that's when Cantor was quoted as saying that I knew that he really wanted to stay in Dallas, wanted to be in Dallas, and it wasn't worth us battling over a half a million dollars, I believe was the number cited on the contract. And I thought that was a pretty good insight into the agent player relationship now Mike is talking about maximize your revenues get what you can get everything you can is it a good deal is it a bad deal sometimes the player wants to be there sometimes the player likes it there likes the team likes the city likes where he is that's a smart agent who says okay we'll take 750 or 500 less Mm -hmm. because it's my job to make my client happy that's exactly what this contract begs is I want to be a Dallas Cowboy. So, so that makes perfect sense. That's that, that's exactly what this says to me. It's it's well structured. He's going to be there three years on this. He's going to get $65 million. That's a heck of a lot of money. Sure. So, yeah, semantics over half a mil, no way. And he I, makes it t- state tax-free. I love does making he? this. Texas? You, uh, yeah. you are Texas. on top of this. Stuff. Well, you know what? It's funny. Um, I'm going to say this because my two dipshit brother-in-laws <laughs> don't listen to this podcast, clearly. Sorry. I, put the, I just did that to, eh. You know, we're having this debate at a family party over the weekend, and I'm talking, to, you know, we're talking about contracts and stuff, and I said, well, you know, uh, there's a significance in, in state taxes. Ah, that doesn't matter. And yeah. I'm like, it absolutely does matter. Yeah. And billions of dollars. I, I said, well, you know, the, the, the show we do and then, ah, this stuff. No, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's okay, guys. Kevin, that's just that's it's, crazy naive. Right. I mean, think exactly. about how much of it matters to us who makes not we make nothing. Right. You know what I mean? And you think because they make millions, that doesn't matter. Well, they're, they're, it and that's their so point. much more to them. And then, no, no, no. There's no, so then, much more coming off. And, <laughs> and that was Tweedledee and Tweedledum's point here, right? They were like, but it's wow, backwards. These, these guys make so much money, it doesn't matter. No, I'm no, like, no, no, that's why it does when matter. When you make that much money, you know where every that's dollar right. is that's going. Right. Yes, especially <laughs> right. when you have a small window to make it. It absolutely matters. Right. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, well, and, and so their point was, well, then the, you know the Cowboys would be great every year. How come the, the Miami Dolphins suck, and how come the Marlins <laughs> suck? I'm like, well, it, it's not as simple as every player is going to go there. There's rights, right? There's restrictions yeah. on contracts. There's drafts. Hey, there, there's positioning. There's market equity. All these it's, things. It's one element, but it's an element. Absolutely, and, yes, but not it's, to it's mention a, it's a factor. It's it, it's not it, it, when you you boil it down in a ranking. If you had five factors, yeah. it may be four or five, but it's a factor. And not to mention, you know, our tax situation is common Joe's, right? Generally, yeah. we, do, we either do this ourselves, we hand it off to, you know, an accountant, and we don't even think about it. These guys hire services like Morgan Stanley, right? That's so, right. Yes. So there's somebody in their ear all the time with, hey, watch this, do this, invest yeah. there, buy that. I definitely like, this guarantee. This is part of their life. <laughs> I definitely guarantee the folks at Morgan Stanley GSE, yes, they, yeah. they, are, they are all about this. They're yeah. chuckling right now as they, they're, they're yeah. listening to this, yeah, but, saying, ah, by the way, it's a part of their life. It is. It is tax season, and uh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I Instagram tax face the other day. It's just my head in my hand, like and <laughs> even planning for the stuff. You still can't. You're like, oh, 
Thank you, right. by the way. All right, anyhow, uh, we digress. What's next for the Dallas Cowboys after getting DeMarcus Lawrence? That's that's probably the most exciting part about this is this is just kind of step one in their process, um, and it's really just a guessing game with what they're going to do from here out because who knows what those Jones, Joneses are going to do. Right. Um, they got a quarterback to pay. They don't have to do it this year. They can wait. Um, they should wait, right? They might have to. Sounds like they have the choice to wait. Yeah, because Amari Cooper is on a $14 million salary cap hit right now, and to me that's high. They've only got about $14 million of space right now, Dallas, and that does not include the draft. So, you know, when it comes down to it, they're going to be tighter. They're, they're going to be fine, but they're going to be tighter than they probably want to be. Uh, my guess is Cooper gets an extension that lowers that cap hit. By the way, Demarcus Lawrence's contract lowered that cap hit by almost $10 million. So that, it was a fruitful contract for them this year to get that done. I think the same thing happens with Cooper. Maybe cuts that down to like six, seven million this year on the cap. So he's probably next. And then it comes down to are we waiting on Dak Prescott? Because that's going to be a cap increase. I mean, he's making a million right now, right? Wow. So you, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's where the he benefit is. of a fourth round pick wow. at quarterback, starting quarterback. You're jumping at least, in my opinion, seven, eight million on the cap just to sign him this year because of a signing bonus or whatever you're going to give him in base salary this year. So he he's going to make a dent if you're going to do that this year. Then you've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's sort of in the middle, right? He's, he's on like a $7 million cap hit salary this year, um, which is high for a running back. If you if you extend him with a bonus, you can maybe drop that down a little bit, maybe a million or two. It might have to raise if you front load it. it it's really tough with, with Zeke right now, in my opinion. I, is he the odd man out, or is he the most important? I, I could see yeah, it Yeah, but is ways. he the odd man out at a <laughs> – because he plays a position where you don't necessarily but, have to do but he, that. But he's not the traditional running back. You can't think of him like, you know, Frank Gore. He's not Frank Gore, right? He's yeah, David but he's, Johnson. But, as, he's but because Bell. he's a running back, he's ultimately replaceable because of the position, not the person. He, to me, he's not just – he's not easily replaceable. He's not easily replaceable. First of all, I gave up a huge draft pick for him. That happened right. under this regime. So. Right. There's that. When he's on the field, they're better. There's no question. And he for sure covers up some of Dak Prescott's deficiencies. True. For sure. Amari Cooper does that as well. So in, in, in my opinion, Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper are probably on the exact same level right now. And they're probably projecting to the exact same contract right now. Right around $16 million a year, which is crazy, I know, for a running back. But Zeke's going to command that. He's just going to command that. Statistically, as a, as a, as a player out of the backfield, as a, as a three-down back, as a guy who can block, he sh- he was actually you know known for blocking coming out of Ohio. State. I, I love the compar- I, think, I love the the linkage with Prescott. I think that's that's an awesome matters, way to right? look at it. And let's and and you wonder if the Cowboys are smart enough to see that Prescott is has his limitations. I can tell um, you they and, are, and that and that because of that. I just think what you, the point you made is amazing in that in that Prescott is who he is because of Elliott. And if you take Elliott away, then Prescott likely becomes the player that a lot of people thought he was, yes. which was a fourth-round draft pick. So how much do you balance out paying both of those guys because you see your success linked with the two of them? See, I, 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 I slightly disagree okay. with that. And the reason I say slightly, I don't think either of the player they are without the Cowboys' offensive line. Well, that's another so, element. Which is extremely highly paid. That's right. another element so, to throw in, sure. So I, I think that they could have a running game without Zeke Elliott. They would have a running game without him. 
maybe not as dynamic, but they would have a running game. To my game. point, based on the position at running right. back, when Le'Veon Bell can leave and James Conner can be almost as good for the Steelers, I, it continues to further the argument that even the best running back isn't that much better than all the rest of them. That, yes, I, I agree with that. I, I think they wait on Prescott to see what... What about Elliott? See, boy, I, I, it's a tough call. It's, it's tough. a really I mean, tough call. His cap hit seven point nine. Yeah, here um, you can find all this. By the way, at spottrack.com by positional uh, ranking and the top salaries and how much teams are spending on that uh, cap hit wise, not cash. This is cap hit. Let, let me give you. Let me give you my uh, my two cents here. I think Cooper gets done soon. Next, that makes sense. They they have to sign him. They traded a first round pick for him. They're going to sign him. Yes, and, and I think the money they clear in cap on Cooper gets added to Prescott and they get Prescott done this year. And I think Zeke gets franchise. But and when they and when they get Prescott done, yeah. We're talking it's real it it'd probably be a five year deal, but it's really gonna be a three year deal, right? Yeah, oh yeah, always. Um it's it's Derek Carr and then some. It's five for it's probably twenty five million a year. Maybe it gets up to twenty seven, twenty eight based on the inflation, based on just where things are going, which is just crazy because I just right. I just don't think he's that kind of player. But you're the yeah. Dallas Cowboys quarterback. That's what happens. If you're Dak Prescott, you are pushing. You're his agent. You're pushing for a deal now. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You want to be included with this group. Like you know <laughs> yes. what I mean. Like it's important for him to be signed with this core because then it's a core. Then it's we're all together. We're gonna make the next three years together. Uh, I I do think there's a franchise tag coming for Zeke Elliott, and that just and that's sounds because like the Le'Veon Bell version two Because right? the running back franchise is <laughs> yeah. more manageable. Than it's the manageable. One. It's the position that people are less likely to pay multi-year to because of the injuries, and he's had them, and he's had suspensions, and it sort of just sort of aligns itself with Bell, doesn't it? Just yeah. start, it starts to sound a lot like Le'Veon Bell at the end of the day. Yep. I don't think he's easily replaceable, though. I'm not going to say that on the air right now. I, I think he's a very important piece of that team, um, at least for the next two years. So if they did a shorter version of a deal, but like if it's a four-year deal that looks like a two, and he would agree to that, maybe you get that done. But uh, they're playing with fire right now, signing all these guys right now and putting the cap in, in trouble this year because generally what they do is they structure high caps in the second year. So that means next year they could be in real trouble with a lot of these contracts. So it's just about structure. Um, but I, I, sort of knowing how the Cowboys operate, I think they should wait on one, and I think it's Elliott. Well, if they don't well, – so, so speaking of uh, next year, yeah. Russell Wilson yeah. is the next player to talk about. Yeah. April 15th is a much uh, different day in Seattle than it is for the rest of the country. <laughs> no, no kidding, right? Could you true. imagine? <laughs> Pay your tax bill and then you lose your quarterback? <laughs> something, something tells me, uh, you know, yeah. the ownership group there is okay. Do, do, we, do we just want him to be traded because it'd be so much freaking fun? Is that what we're hoping for? Nobody really thinks he's going to get traded, right? I can't imagine that Seattle's going to let him let him not be there. I, I can't imagine that. I don't know. I, I could. They've let everybody could. else walk. Could they, you? They've let everybody yeah. else walk. Yeah, but but he's it's the quarterback. It's different. It's a it, everything is different about. Are the we in the era though where nothing's the same with quarterbacks? Like we're there, right? Yeah. Well, like, at, like we'll get to at, it next as we get. Yeah, to the we'll one get to next it next. On our list, but, you bet. Yeah, but absolutely. That, that's going to happen. So shouldn't this? Like, shouldn't there be a top an, an elite? Is he, I think he's elite. An elite quarterback be I traded because they don't want to pay him. Hey, it's getting there, at right? At this point, there's nothing that, that we're, it, we're clearly getting to the point in the NFL where things are going to happen yeah. that you would never have ever seen before, nor would you expect them to. So to your point, 
everything is possible. And if there's a team that's willing to do it, I think it would be Seattle because yeah. of the way they've always sort of operated and built their team, not because of a lack of money or anything, but but because of a broad sort of view into the future kind of a thing. And they've always been pretty good about that. All right, so here's a wild, here's a wild and crazy idea. Um, would you trade if you're the Cowboys? Would you try to trade for Russell Wilson? <laughs> Trade Dak Prescott. I don't think I would. you're worried about the Giants doing it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't dislike Dak that much. I think Dak's a solid quarterback, and you don't need to rip it up and you know dump throw away two first for Russell Wilson right now. I just don't think you do. Did you? Did you just throw there? Oh, like a yeah. trade him for each other? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, more would have to go to Seattle, sure. obviously, for Russell you Wilson. You got to remember but- they gave up their first this year for Amari Cooper already, so they're sort of sunk in the draft. And to me, Russell's two first. So you're giving up three firsts in a row? No, 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 I don't think anybody's giving up two firsts for anybody. You don't? In the NFL? Giving up two first oh, round picks? Oh, I do. I think I think Russell Wilson could get, could get two first round picks. A stud a starting stud quarterback, I Immediately, think gets you two first one. rounds, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Especially after the success but, that Khalil but, Mack but the, had. But the ba- but the yeah, balance true. in that is is because you have to decide whether you're going to use one of those first to draft a quarterback and hope that he be, grows into just as good as Russell. Well, that, well that's, not unless you're getting D- Dak Prescott back. If, if, <laughs> well, listen, if the, if the Seahawks – well, for, you know what? This is folly because they're not trading him. No, you can't trade, I don't think so. You can't trade Russell So are Wilson. they going to pay him? Yeah, they're going to pay him. I, okay. They're going to pay I'm him. in the camp that they don't now. They don't pay him. I, I know what they should do, and they should pay him three years, $100 million fully guaranteed. They should do that. Yes. Um. And no five for 150 that's actually a three for 100. I'm saying three for 100. Start with Kirk Cousins' deal, add 15 million. That's Russell Wilson. End of conversation. That's the deal. And I, I even made some notes here. If they want to be creative, maybe in years two and three of that deal, if Wilson gets hurt this year and it's you know a, a, an injury that they could list as substantial, then maybe some of that guaranteed base salary converts to per game roster bonuses. So they save cash and cap in the next two years. He's not going to agree to that. Why? Why would he? Why would he? Agree All it means to, is be healthy, and you get guaranteed money. Yeah, he's Russell Wilson. He wants guaranteed but money. He, but he's over thirty now. There's got to be. A, there's got to be a little bit of give. A little bit of give. Eh. Right. If, I, if I'm representing Russell Wilson, I'm not, I'm not. I'm talking like two, he, three million a year here is all I'm talking about. <laughs> well, still two, three million. Right. But out of a hundred fully guaranteed, if you take, if you maybe that knocks down to ninety-five. You're, this is a perfect deal, but it's not going to happen. Here's what I think happens. I think this is going to be where the franchise tag gets abused again, and it's going to be the straw that breaks it. This is going to be it. Because Kirk Cousins wasn't a good enough player for people to care that he got abused with the franchise tag. He made a lot of money. Sure. But he also you wasn't say abused. Good. He got twice. Right. But it's because we didn't think he was that good. So, right. So that money is good for him. But a franchise tag for Russell Wilson, yeah, it's going to be 30 this year or 30 after next year and then 36 after that. Yeah, he's that. scheduled to be 17 this year. 17 right. million. So year. it's going to be like third fourth fifth highest quarterback cash for that year sure that's probably right for Russell Wilson right, right. yes so they're gonna they're gonna do it they're, they're gonna slap it on him until he won't play and it might be immediately he might not play on a franchise tag so do you really want to go down that road they've done it with Cam Chancellor they've done it with uh who am I missing Clark right yeah. uh are, are we or sorry Thomas Earl Thomas are, are we going there Marshawn Lynch has held out they, they they've done this <laughs> they have held their guns with their star players are you really going to do that with your quarterback? I because th- I think we're getting there. That's what's this is what Seattle does. They don't dole out deals because they want to, or because they think they need to. They will hold this thing right to the end. Yeah, and they're one of those teams that that always seems to be f- 
much like the Patriots wants to get rid of somebody a year too early, smartly, a year too late. Smartly. Also, yeah, well, yes. I, also, we sort of had this in Buffalo two years ago when when we accidentally made the playoffs, right? That's right. Like Seattle accidentally made the playoffs last year. They were not supposed to be good. We they were a two two to three win team coming in based on their roster on paper. Do they think they're do, do they think they're good, <laughs> right? Do, 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 they think, do they think they can recreate last year yeah. this year? Because they didn't really add pieces. Right. That, that Bills team that made the playoffs, I believe they didn't think they were any good. In fact, it, it they, shot them in the foot doing that, right? I mean, yes, it did. It shot them in the foot a little bit. Yes. So it took away to, Baker to Mayfield. To me, that's <laughs> sort of how Seattle's operating right now is maybe they don't even know what the heck they are. Like, how the heck did we just do that last year? We were supposed to be sort of on the, on the downward trot. San Francisco got the, well, the 49ers got hurt. Arizona was terrible. Yeah, and they, they have a great quarterback. They have a great quarterback. And they have a great quarterback. That's why they did it, right? If the Giants so, call up and offer Seattle that, what is the number two, number three pick, um, to start, to start oh. negotiations, does it happen? Yeah, of course. Oh, you, Seattle doesn't say no to that because of all the things we just said. If they think that they're sort of in limbo and the only thing keeping them on the ropes right now is Russell Wilson, then you take draft assets, which are gold. Right. It would be the number three pick. The and, Giants and have you, the number three pick. You know you can get your quarterback and you know you can probably get yourself a legitimate wide receiver or whatever else it needs to be to, to get yourself to the next, you know, yeah. to rebuild on the fly, right. which is really the point. So here. the you Giants have what, three and 17? Yeah. If they offer three and 17 for Russell Wilson. Oh, that'd be crazy. Then I that's think too much. In my opinion, that's too much for Russell Wilson. Yeah, but you're talking about two yeah. first-round picks. So, you know, I am. Would it be three this year and then you're number one next year? You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. you know, but but let's say, you know, boy, I, that makes a lot of sense on both sides to me, Kevin. If you're rebuilding in Seattle, then yes. It, make, it makes complete sense to do it. Why, it's not why even stay rebuilding. It's, it's do you not want to pay Russell Wilson that for rebuilding well, and a lot of other reasons? Well, yeah, but if, if you're not rebuilding, you pay Russell Wilson. Yes. Because he can help you win sooner rather than later. But if they're continuing to rebuild all the way around, then yeah, you let them go. I, it's a fan. It's probably a debate they have and continue to have. Right. I, I really like Russell Wilson. I think he's great. <laughs> he's one of my favorite players in the Him league. Him in New York would would do that. Would that it? Seems would like, it? I'm worried. Oh, that I, that I just feel like that's a, a perfect monster. marriage. I feel like Ooh. that's a perfect marriage because think about it. He is everything that that a team like the Giants would want, and frankly, everything opposite of the guy they just got rid of. You know, your superstar is admired and and well-spoken and and revered and understands the role in the spotlight, and he's got a a, a recording superstar wife that, you know, I mean, boy, it, it just that's everything. It's everything that Odell Beckham was not that made the Giants want to get rid of him, and it comes at a at the quarterback position. Boy, if I'm the Giants and I have any inkling and an opportunity to get Russell Wilson, I am all over it. Yes, I would be all over too if I'm the New York Giants. The cautionary tale about paying him too much is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Yep. And if if you give him all this money, you know you've got to look at New England, right, and how they do it and how Brady structures it. They, they, they have flexibility to sign players, make trades for players, which they trade a lot of, uh, for a lot of players to bring in and do it. And, you know, Green Bay, they don't have any money. They haven't had money to add to it and help Aaron Rodgers, whom, by the way, has been in the news this week. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> afraid that Brady is such an outlier in everything about him that it's almost impossible, if not erroneous, to try to do what you're talking about doing. 
do it like New England. You can't. Nobody does it like New England. On the field, the way they operate, their front office structure, Brady himself. Well, Brady's able know, to do it, too, because his, his wife makes more well, money than you, he does. Even, even if that's irrelevant, Kevin. Oh, I think it, it's, it's relevant. Well, sure. But I'm saying even if it is, it's it's just he's at a point in his career where he wants to win. He's willing to take less. I mean, it just everything about the New England Patriot model um, it, it, I think is a, it is so different from ev- the way everybody else operates. I uh, I look at it less as, as a play from a player's perspective, perspective, and more of where in the window are we? Right, where's the team building window right now for Seattle? Like I said, who are they? They're not the Rams. No, nope. they're not the favorite. So that's the to me that's the difference between them and the Patriots right now. The Patriots know for the last fifteen years we are the AFC East favorite. We should operate that way. Right, we don't need to rip this thing down right now, and they never do. They rip out two, three pieces and replace it. Um, Seattle kind of limped into that wild card spot. That's what they're hoping for this year, at best, in my opinion. Right? Sure. I mean, San Francisco is going to be better. Yep. The Saints are going to be great. Yep. Somebody else in that South is going to be okay. Maybe the Falcons make a resurrection. The Bears and Vikings should be great. Maybe the Packers come back. I I don't know. Maybe they're the sixth, fifth, sixth best team in the NFC right now. And like I said, they didn't really add pieces. They are they are using the draft right now, in my opinion, to make their offseason work. Um, they're gonna. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what they what they want to do with Russell Wilson, because the right thing to do is just a short term extension, make him happy. Do the that's a Tom Brady extension, right? Give him a nice signing bonus. Roll this thing over. Let's just see where we are in two years, maybe a year and a half, right? And why can't they be the case? Why why does this have to be a five year contract? No, it, it, why, it, why do we have to go there? It, it doesn't. Um, but you're just again, you're just you're. I think the short term thing is you're just putting off the. Re- if you're not going to be as good as those teams you mentioned in your division, but then, but but I, I I'm saying that about 2019. Who knows with right. the Rams in 2020? That's true. Todd Gurley might be out of the league. Honestly, he might be out of the league in two years. Cooks, those Cooks contracts, the Robert Woods contracts, Jared Goff's contract might be gone. Jared Goff might be gone after 2019. And the league may start to figure them out a right. little bit, too, which I think we saw some signs well, of already. That's a spot where Russell Wilson could play. L.A. <laughs> either, <laughs> either L.A., honestly. Yeah, right. Either one, uh, for sure. All right. Let's, uh, one other quarterback uh, uh, to talk about. Josh Rosen. Yes. Is this where we... Uh, no, no. Uh, no, no. Don't, no I, you, you know I, what I'm, I'm going to say. All, what I'm going to say to you is, is you have, will have every right to heap on me, but not until after it happens. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to lead up to heaping on Just because everybody thinks it's going to happen doesn't allow you to beat me up over it yet. I will take my medicine on this one, but only when it happens. Paul, any forced uh, firefighter will tell you where they see smoke, there's fire. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of smoke here, Paul. Let's just say this. We're in that window, that draft window now, where nothing's real. No, it's all BS. Nothing's real. Everything is BS. So, obviously, this is all with a grain of salt, but... That's fun. It just makes a lot of sense for them to trade Josh Rosen, but not right now. It makes no sense. It's a draft day trade. It's a, it's a trade. No, later. Why? Late, way later. Yeah, but you're going to want the draft repicking back, don't you? Uh, not. You don't need it this year. No, you wait. You wait. You wait and find out teams that, that missed in the draft, that, that didn't do what they want. Maybe it's, maybe it's a third-day draft trade. You know, but they wait. There is no rush on this. I mean, supposedly teams have offered a number two for him. Uh, and they're That's holding crazy. out for a number one. That's the the scuttlebutt. 
I think if you get a number, if you can get a number two for Josh Rosen because you're admitting your mistake on him, is supposedly the Redskins? Is this the Redskins doing this? I think so. Redskins, Dolphins are the teams that you sort of hear. You know, maybe the Giants are a team that's shown some interest. Is Josh Rosen better than Case Keenum? Yes. Is he? I, well, uh, how do, how do we, is know? He? We, don't we don't know? know. We don't what know. Do we... He's younger. He has much more upside. Case Keenum, you know who he is, what he is. Never going to be anything different. He's fine for one year. I, so you think the Washington... Redskins are more than content to to go into this year where they're not going to be very good and live with him? You, you don't give up a second-round pick for Josh Rosen right now in your current But you think situation. he's going to be your starter? You if you think he has the potential to be your starter, don't you? This is the oh my God. same GM who drafted him, correct? Mm-hmm. Just a new coach. Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. Which was my original point why I initially I, thought it was a, it was a shocker. I know. And it would still be a shocker. But if so, I'm gonna, if I am another general manager, I'm interested in getting Rosen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving up anything big right now. No. Like, you drafted him last year, and you're willing to trade him this year? Right. That tells me yeah, he's not good. No. I, the, the trade values across the board have, have been junk. But you're telling me this one's going to be huge? Yeah. Because well, it's because, because of position. It's position. Again, what, you, what oh. you have to determine is, is it, again, this all goes back to where our original – why are they trading him, right? Are they trading him because they, they don't like him because he was an attitude problem yeah. like people thought he was? Probably, they, Are they right? trading him mm-hmm. because he just they don't think he's very good? Or does it have nothing to do with Josh Rosen and everything to do with Kyler Murray? See, that's, that's what, what I don't know that we're sure of yet. And, and that was, again, back to my original point, which you guys are going to beat me up on. That you're gonna, we're about to see a team do two things that have never been done in NFL history, ever. I, I, draft a quarterback for the second year in a row in the first round and draft a guy who's five foot ten inches tall. I only want this to happen. So we can tell you. I know, I know you do. That's the only reason. That is the only reason. And I told you, you will other have than, every right to do that, but not until it actually happens. Other than that, I could when it care does, less. It will be, it, when it does, it literally will be two things that have never happened ever before. And that's why exa- that's why they're going to happen. Not I just probably. I can't wait. But for so this to so happen. ultimately that's the decision that teams have to make on Josh Rosen. Are, are they getting rid of him because they think he stinks? which means we don't give anything up for them, or are they getting rid of him because they've just locked in on Murray and they're they're about to do this crazy what? move and Rosen is now surplus. They've got to get Murray first, right? I mean, so that's why this the draft pick has to happen first. Maybe this helps get the draft pick uh, of Murray. But, yeah, it's, it's all got to happen first. I'm the Miami Dolphins at 13. Am I, am I am I trading you, up for my quarterback, or am I trading for Josh Rosen? Any of the quarterbacks, or am I trading for Josh Rosen? Don't they have? What's uh, the better move? Didn't they just sign Fitz? Fitz, yeah. Oh, well, what's, see, what's the problem? See, <laughs> you want, do, you, do we have enough time on the podcast to get into that? Hey, you know, answer listen, that question. The Dolphins will be five and three at the midpoint yes. of the season because Fitz will be lighting the world right. on fire, and they'll finish six and ten, probably. <laughs> See, the question becomes from Miami's perspective, and I think you're starting to read a few things about people wondering about this quarterback class. Yeah. And also looking ahead yeah. to 2020 when Tonga Vailoa and Herbert and Fromm are going to be available. So where the Dolphins have to make a decision, and a lot of these teams that are quarterback needy, are you trading up or, or using a first-rounder on one of the guys this year, or are you saying we're going to wait till next year when the class is better, but maybe – you're willing to give up a second or a third round pick for a flyer on a kid that that some people thought was a top ten talent last year. 
Yeah. Because maybe if you get him in here for a third round pick and he winds up being good, well then now you don't now you can build in a different direction. I, I can't get him higher than a third round pick. It, uh, to me, because I because of everything you, you just I said, I wouldn't give up any more than that. He's yes. been tarnished. Yes, right. He's been tarnished either by his own performance right. on a bad team or by the fact that the he's Cardinals the are block. doing right. this ridiculous, incredible thing. Right, and and you can defend that and say no, no, no. Well, maybe it's all BS. But the Cardinals aren't coming out and saying anything to defend this. No, they're not stopping this conversation from happening. No, they're not at all. No, so right. that's why this has to be real until it's not, because they're not coming out and saying. Stop it, guys. All right, we drafted him third. What, what, what was it, 11? I don't even know. Yeah, uh, they, 11. They, they, they traded up, right? They traded up to 11 or 12 last year. Yeah, we drafted him top 15 last year. He's our guy. Enough of this. He, they've, they've not said they that have once. Not. No, they have not. So there's something brewing here, at least, right? All right. By, so, the, by yeah. the way, uh, how much money has Ryan Fitzpatrick made in his career? Cash in his career. I think Paul. Mike and I talked about yeah, this a did. couple weeks yes. ago, like in the $60 million range, right? $58 million. Yeah, $58 million. Right. God For love seventh him. round pick. Last thing on Fitz. Fitz or Case Keenum? Don't you think Washington missed out there? I think, yeah, yes, I do. I'd rather I, have Fitz. Me too. Fitz is Fitz. as much as I would never want to have Fitz. I would rather have Fitz. Me too. I yeah. was thinking about that just when we you mentioned his name. Like, man, the Dolphins actually did okay here as like a bridge guy. You know what I love about Fitz is he he's a gunslinger. Yeah. He you know he just he goes out there and he he'll zip it. We'll wing it around. The other thing about Fitz is he's the perfect guy that you want on your team. Now and and you could argue that the signing of Fitz was the predecessor to drafting a quarterback this year because there's no better guy yeah. as the backup. That's what that's what Fitz's whole career has been after he left Buffalo, which was signed to be the backup to mentor a young guy, well, and then then that guy always gets hurt, and Fitz always has to play. That's teams want Fitz on their team. They just don't really ever want him to play. There's no better indication of that, by the way, than his contract structure in Miami. They gave him a million and a half guaranteed next year. So he's here to be the bridge this year and then a backup next year. Or, I mean, he's, or is he's, he's he already here locked to in. mentor <laughs> that's a what, draft pick for this year? That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's here to be the, the, the starter this year and, and a mentor to whoever they acquire, whether it's Rosen or a draft pick. Right. And then he's already pay, being paid next year. To be the backup role. Well, right. <laughs> is, is he being paid this year to be a backup because no. if they draft a first no. rounder? No, he got, he got third tier starter money okay. this year. Gotcha. Yeah, he did. He, he's going to be the guy. Because again, we all know that if you draft a quarterback in the first round, they don't sit anymore. So Look, they've got cap space. If they want to sit him, they can sit him. I right. mean, it's not, like, it's not a financial decision, but right. they paid him with the prowess of he's going to be starting. Right. By the way, I, I, just to finish off the quarterback thing, now you're seeing rumors that Haskins is plummeting now. Yeah, that to me, that's the BS. Okay. We're in the Could BS be. window with that. Somebody yeah. wants him and, and wants to see him fall, and my thinking it is Miami, by the way, okay. at 13 Could sitting be. there. Could be. What do we got? Ca- a couple of cap notes here. Yeah, just a few. Um, just sort of who's got, who's got what left, uh, you know, sort of how we have the site right now. The Colts, man, they're so damn smart. Uh, when, when have we been? Have we said that? It's been a while since we've said the Colts are smart. By the way, the Colts did get rid of Peyton Manning at the right time. They knew when to get rid of their quarterback. There's a couple of teams that need to do that this year, in my opinion. We've talked about it. $57 million still for the Indianapolis Colts. They wow. made two, two really nice signings. Devin Funches. Love him or hate him, you put him on a one-year show-me deal. I love that for that team. Uh, and then Justin Houston, who I think had a home in a couple of spots this, this, uh, this offseason. This is a good spot for him. Um, nice deal for him. Two-year deal. They've got nine draft picks. They've got a lot going on. They're 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 a, a team to watch here. If they roll over fifty million next year, 
look out because they can start extending players, signing their own guys, keeping that core together. Well, they've got a coach, um, yeah. Frank Reich, who, I mean, come on, how smart is he? Right. Let's just run more plays than everybody else. That's what right? it is. <laughs> and, and we're going to chuck it. He is turning right? that team into an NBA team. Yes. We're going to go. They're the warriors of go. the NFL. Yeah, we're going to go. Uh, Browns, obviously, you know what they've done. They added 13 free agents and three guys via trades this, this offseason. They still have 33 million cap space. Mm. So they had some some room to move. They've moved. Uh, they're, they're a team that's ready to go. I like them a lot this year. Uh, other than that, you know, teams are sitting at around 20, 25 million for the most part. That's about the average right now for space, which is good. You want about that much with your draft pool coming up here. Um, and outside of that, look, I just want a couple of comments on the, on the upcoming draft just to get it out there. Uh, on the site, our draft pools are projections, and they do not account towards the cap space right now. So when you're looking at spot track, you're looking at the cap space numbers. Draft picks are not included. We've always operated on the, under the understanding that our cap space will run on actual signed players. We never, never, we never project anything with that kind of stuff. So as players sign their contracts in June and July, once they're drafted, they'll start to account for that. Um, but as of right now, the pool, the draft pools are just projections just for you to kind of see at this point. All right, and to help you out with all the dollars, which gives us a chance here uh, before we jump to NHL yeah, here. Speaking of trading draft picks, by the way. Yes, you can do this. Dynasty owner, the first Dynasty salary cap fantasy sports game, not only plays it lets you play the game week to week, but uses actual contracts and salaries. You can find right there on SpotTrack.com. It gives you the roster power of both coach and general manager. Now, you don't just trade players for players. With Dynasty Owner, you can acquire draft picks or Dynasty Dollars, our virtual currency used to play the game. Rack up Dynasty Dollars each week, whether you win or lose your matchup, and you use them to build a Dynasty long-term, year-to-year. So, you know, when you're sick of having players on the bench, right? Yeah, I'm going to sit this receiver, and he has, like, an awesome game. I like this a lot. Yeah, don't worry about that. In Dynasty Owner, your bench earns a percentage of their performance that week because a true dynasty is built with a deep bench. Dynasty Owner even allows you to exceed the salary cap and go all in this year. Be prepared, though, for a luxury tax fine, just like in the real sports world. This is the first game to combine week-to-week fantasy sports gaming with long-term ownership and GM strategy. Stop playing fantasy sports. Own it, Paul! Go to DynastyOwner.com. Sign up for the 2019 beta draft. Cool stuff. Really cool stuff. I've had some people ask about it on Twitter and things like that, and uh, definitely check it out. If you're a sports nerd and a fantasy nerd and you really want to get deep, deep into it, this is an awesome site. All right. Uh, Nerds unite for the odds of the tankathon. A lot of numbers. Yeah, tankathons, NHL NHL lottery ads. We're recording this on the uh, day of the NHL draft lottery, which they just – they can't seem to get this right. All right, right off the bat, yeah, let's talk about this because I actually got this confused with the NBA, who did change their lottery system. Okay, the NBA now the the three worst teams right now. I think that's the Knicks, the Suns, and the I'm drawing a blank. The Knicks, the Suns, and somebody. Essentially, this, no, 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 I'm no, missing fine. it. The Knicks, the Suns, and somebody. The way it works now is they get the same number of ping pong balls. The bottom three. Okay, is it the? I'm just gonna guess right on the Magic. No, they're in. Magic clinched a playoff spot. They haven't been following. They did, didn't they? They, Mavericks? Did. they haven't followed the Mavs. No. Let's figure it out. So Knicks, you got the Knicks, the Cavs, Cavaliers, Cavs. the Cavaliers, oh, the Cavs. and the Knicks, Suns. the Cavs, and the Suns. That's right. your bottom three. Equal, right. equal number of ping pong balls, same, same chance to get the first pick overall. Hockey hasn't done this yet. So there's no benefit to finish right. first versus right. third. You're not, you're not w- trying. Worst, first worst. 
basically. Right. Essentially, if you're in the bottom three, you're good, right? So there's a, there's a less of a reason to go all-out tank, right? I mean, you're tanking, but you're not all-out tanking. You can win a few games is the, is the point here. But in NHL, I, I pulled up this, this tankathon.com, uh, you know, the lottery odds. The, the difference between number one, the worst team, Ottawa, and the second worst team, LA, is 5%. 5%. That's huge yes. mathematically. You want to lose every game in the NHL. I mean, that is just how it is, and they've got to fix that. They've got to change that. I couldn't agree more. They've got to change it. It's, it's as easy as the NBA, again, who, who jumped the gun and did it right the first, right? I mean, how many times has the NBA made a change first and then other leagues have had to copy them? And It's annoyingly good. Not only, not only that, but just watching how, they, yeah. how the, the draft lottery unfolds. Yeah, it's like a CSI drama. The NBA, yes, <laughs> the NBA does it right, where, you know, it's it's a show. It's great. And the NHL has tried to do the show, and thud. Yeah. I'm tr- yeah. It's just so uh, anticlimactic, yeah. uh, in my opinion, just the way they do it. So, yeah, you're right. Um, they need to do it where it, you have an e- equally weighted. Yeah, to me, I agree. to me, 19% chance, which is about what the Ottawa Senators have to get number one, that's too high. That's Colorado's that's pick. Anyway. Colorado. It is. And, and they're not even yeah. going to get to pick it. So if, if they win the lottery tonight, that's... that pick goes to Colorado for Matt Duchesne, <laughs> a trade over the winner, which is crazy. I mean, that that's a good storyline, though. You, I, Could you, you imagine? I mean, for the NHL, you want that because that's news. Colorado's in the playoffs. Yeah, they're a and good they could team. get the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's the Boston Celtics all over again here. That's yes. what's been happening to them. That's smart. That's smart management, right? Smart management. Conditional draft picks. By the way, here are the, here's how the odds break down. We'll just go by uh, team here. So Ottawa, which is really Colorado, it's eighteen point five percent to get the number one overall pick. Sixteen point five to get two, and fourteen point fourteen point four to get three. And then uh, it, 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 they get 50% to get the fourth Ottawa, pick. the Kings, the Devils, the Red Wings, and the Sabres are your top five. Right. And from what I'm hearing draft-wise, it's really a number one, number two, right? The NHL, Outside of the top two, it's really junk, huh? That's uh, Not junk, but not elite. Pretty much every year you get outside the top three, yeah. sometimes top five, then you know, forget about it, right? right. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of a crapshoot. Roll of the dice. Sometimes even with the top two, like there are years where, hey, the second pick is uh, there's a big drop off from number one yeah. uh, to number two. So, yeah, it's you want to get number one. You so, get number one, like there's always a consensus number one guy in the NHL. And But as we've seen, teams recently, it's no guarantee of success. Look at Edmonton. Look at Buffalo. It's amazing, isn't it? Colorado's the it's only team. team sport. Colorado's the only team you could say, okay, well, yeah, I guess it worked with Nate McKinnon, yep. right? And they've been able to trade guys like Duchesne and O'Reilly. First-round right? picks. They've had to trade first-round picks yes. to get better. It, they had five or six at one point in time, and Correct. it wasn't working for them. So you're right. It's it's not just about the guys you're getting. It's it's more than any sport, I think, culture matters. I mean, you've got to, you've got to live and die with these guys. It, 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 it it just seems like there's the line shakeups, how the lines it, – it, it's, it's more of a team sport maybe than anything right now. To think that McDavid, as transcendent a player as Crazy. he has been, has only made the playoffs once in his career is, is mind-boggling. To think that just by accident he's so good that he just hasn't been able to carry everybody. And, it's, and they have other it's really impossible good to do. players yeah. like Dreisaitl and, and places, people like that. It, that it, that's unbelievable to think that they just – can't get out of their own way. Shows you how good Sidney Crosby really is. Yes. Unbelievable. Completely. Let's, let's get there. So I did some homework last night, believe it or not. I stayed up. Oh, I, I was a good it, boy. Buddy. did my reports here. How much does it matter? 
how much does the first round matter? All right, that's what I wanted to. That's the question I asked myself last night. It matters, but after that, it gets really fun. Every active NHL player in the league right now, I broke down the draft the draft statuses for them. Right, three hundred and two of them are first rounders, by far the most. It's almost two to one. Guess what's guess what's second? You can see it right there. Yeah, that's Un, crazy. Undrafted players are second, one hundred forty, just ahead of the second rounders at one thirty nine. So to me, that's the story. Like what, is, what does that fact mean? That's, what does well, it mean? I'll give you I'll, I'll I'll give you a couple of theories. What I wanted to say is the sheer fact that second rounders are less than half yeah, it, of first rounders tells you everything you need to know to Kevin's point. Beyond the first eight to ten picks in the first round of the NHL draft, you might as well be picking the same guys in the fifth round. Um, the 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 first rounder now. I've, I've lost my train of thought here on the first on, on undrafted guys. Yeah. Um, well, uh, when t- you're drafting guys at 17, there's always an element of how they're going to develop that you just don't know. So different than the NFL when guys are 21, 22. Um, you get a lot of college guys who who were not drafted originally who develop as good players because American college hockey's got so much better in the last 20 years. So I think a lot of those undrafted guys and and now you, here's your assignment for next week. How many of those undrafted guys yeah. on your list are American college free agent guys? Yep. Well, how many got how many players on the undrafted uh, status uh, does it mean that they were undrafted or because there are players that were drafted that went to college, didn't sign by their third uh, year after their draft, true and, undrafted, and went so true undrafted. Well, it is it is uh, what Paul mentioned. You have late bloomers mm-hmm. uh, with that uh, who go under the radar. You do have college players. You know, the college system now, because I have a friend whose you know, son uh, is a junior and a goaltender, and he was drafted in the OHL, and he's looking – you know, colleges are looking at him, but he's got to go to prep school. So yeah. th- this is the way – there are no 18-year-old no, freshmen college in freshmen Division one. playing hockey are 20 years old usually, well, and, right? And here's why. They, they go to prep school, so they get an extra year of development there, mm-hmm. right? So they re- you repeat their junior year. And then they go to college as a 19-year-old. And Some are 20-year-old US, freshmen. The USHL figures into that too, right, Kevin? A lot of guys go there too. You can go to the United States Hockey League instead Ontario. of prep school. Yeah. No, no, USHL, which is a developmental thing. You go to the OHL, you're done. You're a professional. You're a professional. Right. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. You can play Division Three. Oh, yeah? You, yeah, you cannot get a scholarship. From what I, my understanding is you go to the OHL, the way it works, they will pay for your schooling after you're done. Um, but, yeah, you, can, you can't play college hockey. That's my understanding. So once, once you sign, it's done. Forget about it. So, Paul, you, you alluded to it that there's more college hockey happening. Is, is that, Kevin, is that your take there are, as well? There are better there, college hockey, too. Well, there are more programs, too. There are more programs, and it's become a better route to college. I mean, better route to the NHL because more – it used to be if you want to be drafted in the NHL, you wouldn't play in the OHL right. or the CHL, right? right? You, you played there, the Western Hockey League or the Ontario Hockey League, right? So that's, that's where you went, or Quebec Major Junior League. You went to those three leagues to play. Well, as the, col- the quality of college players um, increased, people started drafting players out of college. They were, and teams weren't willing to wait right. for players to uh, come out of college. They want to get them sooner in their system, uh, you know, dr- you know, training them, so on and so forth. Um, but now they're the, the player coming out of college is older, Yeah, can play right away in their AHL teams, 
In some regards, if they're not drafted, they can be signed when their season's done and finish the year with the pro team and then be the AHL team next year. But you're saying that's because they're doing this prep work before that. They're going to some academy. They're going to some oh, other the league. training is to get like their every, body like ready. Like every get, other sport yeah. these days, right? Yeah. Here's the other part of it. Here's your other part of your assignment to research the undrafted players. How many of them are European players? Well, there's got to be Because there's so many scene. more. And now yeah. scouting over in Europe is incredibly good now on the NHL level, but there's so many players in so many countries that inevitably they're going to be players that are missed. And then, so how many of that 140 were undrafted European players? How many of that 140 were undrafted American college players? Right. There are, there are players, you know, player, I'll give you an example of a player undrafted, St. Louis, mm-hmm. Marty St. Louis. Yeah. Right. Short. Yeah. Right. Nobody's going to draft him. Short player, and he becomes an MVP of the league, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right? Those, uh, hockey's littered with stories uh, like that. Littered with players who were drafted late rounds uh, that become uh, Ryan Miller, drafted in the fifth round by the Sabres. He's the all time winningest American goaltender for regular season wins in the National Hockey League. Um, so, you know, it's uh, fifth round picks, right? 55 are currently in the league. Miller's one of them. Yeah, I was just about to look. There's about 150 total players in the league right now, fifth round or later. That's it. Right. Total. So speaking, that's crazy. We were talking about the irrelevancy. <laughs> There's no of, values. We were talking about the irrelevancy of draft rounds earlier crazy. in this podcast. The, I, the NHL should cut it off after two. I agree. Because what's style. the point? What's I the, completely we agree. We're wasting now. everyone's time. Well, hang on, though. If you do that, you you You're miss, AHL. Well, you miss out on some trades. You would miss out on uh, some late bloomer development where they take guys in certain rounds. Um, so I, I disagree with that. I think. You need to keep those later rounds because those players – look, at there's thir- 32 seventh-rounders. Now you're saying, well, that's not a lot in the league. But think about this. There's 32 teams. There's 23 roster spots on every team. Right. All right? So it's, what, 600, uh, right. 650 players around there. Just use a rough number. So 32 in the seventh round, that's actually not a bad percentage for that late of a pick. Yeah. So th- those players do matter, and sometimes those players make – make uh, careers for scouts and general managers. Hey, I'm the guy who found that guy. Well, Jamie Benn, right? Round. That's right. Jamie yes, Benn, seventh-round right. pick. Right? I yes. love Jamie Fifth-rounder, sorry. Right, so then I, I converted this whole process to money just to cap it off here. The top 25 salaries in hockey right now, how many of them are first-round picks? Top 25, I'm going to say 21. 21. 21. I wouldn't even look at that. I just guessed that. Over 85%. I mean, yeah. 21 first rounders, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, and James and Henrik Lundqvist, seventh round pick. Now, so now Henrik was at a drafted at a time when European scouting wasn't anywhere near what it is now, right? I mean, if if Henrik Lundqvist, the player, is being drafted now, he's a first or a second round pick, right? You, you know the point I'm trying to make here. Well, again, goaltenders. You know, it's uh, like like Pavel Datsuk was a seventh round pick in the '80s or whenever it was. Sure. They they just didn't scout European players to that degree. Well, sometimes they they're not sure the European player will come over here and mm-hmm. play, so mm-hmm. that's why they fall sometimes. Yeah, and like, ah, he's going to stay in Russia, right? Right, or he's going to stay and play in the pro leagues in Sweden. So sometimes those players, um, sometimes they select them later because they are playing over there and they want them to stay and develop because the league's not as good. 
So right now, now the last question on that one, Mike, is is are these top twenty five? They're 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 obviously paid because they're really good players. Are they are they paid because they're all really good players, or are they paid because they're first rounders and their sort of pay scale started at an escalated point? I mean, do do we quibble with any of the quality of no. players on this list? No, it's tough to argue. I mean, they're there for a reason, in my opinion. I mean, you get down the list and maybe in the later teens, and there's a, there's some questionable names there. Uh, maybe guys who are past their primes who are on eight-year deals that shouldn't be there anymore. But like a Phil Castle. I Corey Perry. Yeah. That. <laughs> let, let me just wrap this all up in that the difference between we talked about NFL draft in the show and NHL draft um, on April 25th, we're going to know most of the first-round people who are drafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this happens in June, we're going to know one guy, Hughes, and yeah. one pick. And the, and <laughs> the, the caca, the caca and, and guy. Does he even make the league next year? That's where I wanted to finish off with. Like These contracts – they're so cheap. They're so structured. most of the top three, I mean, four guys usually do right, Kevin. Generally, I think over the last five years or so, almost all the top two or three guys are well, go right to the NHL to sign him. If you're going to sign him, he's playing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Yes, I'll say he's uh, in the league, at least the top pick. All right, that's going to wrap up today's show. But want to remind you that it's presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment. Learn more finances and wealth for athletes, entertainers. MorganStanley.com. Slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Remember, go to SpotTrack.com. Check out all the contracts, information. You can listen to past shows on here, too. Also, make sure you check out the options on the premium service, premium membership at SpotTrack.com. For Mike Gennetti and Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast.